0: Greetings to the Kingdom Citizen podcast. I'm your host, Glenn Cruz, and as an ambassador of the kingdom of God, I am so honored and excited to be with you again as it is the will of the king, both politically and spiritually, because we represent a government that is the kingdom of God. I'd like to welcome you everyone to another episode of the Kingdom Citizen Podcast and today we're going to hop right in. We're going to be in one of my favorite prophets again is Elijah and we're going to be uh, talking about Elijah in 17 when he was going uh, when he was directed to uh, go to the wilderness and hang out basically. And uh, and the Lord fed him. And I think one of the things that I love most about learning about Elijah uh, during this season of my life is that. Elijah knew both the power of God and the depths of his depression. You know, he didn't hide any of them of that, you know, his obedience towards God. Was fascinating and is fascinating to me, and uh, I believe that is what makes my depression tougher during the days of uh, when I feel it the most. Because you know he uh, he experienced victory he experienced defeat but it was also followed by recovery and I feel like I'm going through all three of those things and it's not just me you know it's my wife my daughter we're we're going all through that and you know some days we have conversation they turn out good and some days we have conversation And uh, they don't turn out like we both expected to. And, um, you know, I think that's just the way of life and the way of the world. But I think uh, with the things that are going on now with, you know, fighting cancer, it's a uh, it's very challenging. It's challenging. But that being said, like i mentioned earlier elijah knew both the power of god which is what i'm learning is the power of god and what i want to focus on today is the raven you know um elijah was a prophet that is uh, he he was from uh <clears throat> excuse me he was a tishbite from tishbe in uh You know, um, and he kind of appears out of nowhere during the uh, Northern Kingdom rule from 1874 to 1853 B.C. You know, so uh, Elijah kind of came around when the drought was upon during that time. And the drought was there because of Ahab's evil. You know, he was an Israelite who was one of the kings. And because of his evilness, turning the people of Israel away from God. Elijah was one of the prophets that came and, and, and said that they was going to he was going to withhold rain. So Elijah prayed. And once he prayed, the rain was withheld for three years and six months. Right. But when he prayed that in the in the. Uh, the drought came, he was warned by God. You know, to go hide in the brook of the Cherith, And he was going to have ravens to feed him. And as the drought and the famine, you know, began to occur. he, he He's in the brook or in this wilderness by himself. And the ravens were coming to feed him in the morning and then at night. You know, and this was a a miracle, basically. You know, God used a raven. I mean, it's his creature, right? (laughs) But back then... Ravens were considered unclean animals that were talked about in uh, Leviticus. Um, They were unclean animals. So you have an unclean animal. Who. Ate meat. Right. So. Pretty sure the animals that he was eating were unclean animals as well. But he's bringing these unclean things to Elijah to eat along with water. So just that in itself is fascinating. But when you think about that, there is some, some, some uh, you know, the cleanliness of taking unclean things and making them clean and making them sufficient to eat right? God doesn't feed unclean things to his people. So it's like that raven may be an unclean and the food that the raven was bringing him was unclean, but that's not the focus. The focus is how God provided during the drought, and even when the brook dried up God still supplied him with food and water by sending him to a woman and her son after that but what i want to to talk about is have you ever noticed any raven moments in your life when you are obedient to his will, right? This is a lesson for you the believer. And if you're a non-believer, this is still a lesson that you can learn about God. If you walk in fellowship with God and you obey him and you you're open up to his will at that point. And when we are in God's will, he fulfills all of our needs. And his mercy to us never runs out. It never runs out. And that's where you want to be. You want to be in his will where he is just supplying you even in times of drought or what you consider drought. But it's more of being in the wilderness. And he's always supplying this is the amazing thing about God. And as I sit back and I, I I think about that. I was you know this past week has been a been somewhat different. It's had its challenging moments both at work and and at home and i noticed that you know once i did that podcast on renewing strength things changed i was going through a really tough period at that time excuse me but things changed and it feels my strength is is different i can't explain it but i know that it's not that my energy level is increased it's not that my thought process has changed, but I, I think after understanding how to renew, how God renews our strength and what we're supposed to do to renew that strength. I've gained strength to to, to do things, uh, you know, especially around the house and to still manage to take care of everything else. It's it's just been unreal for me. And that strength is that ego strength and renewing that and flying on God's wings when I don't have it. Because right now I have no strength. Just I don't want to do anything. I don't want to be anywhere. I don't want to. I, I just I don't have that type of energy to do anything. But when it comes to doing stuff at home. I've had all kind of energy. You know, um, and back at work, I'm starting to pick back up my intensity a little bit more. Um, I don't feel as depressed, but I know it's still there just because of I know the symptoms. Right. And I think one of the major symptoms is I just don't want to do anything. I don't want to do anything outside the home. I don't want to be around, I guess, people. I do, but um, I know what people edify and what people don't. And I just don't have people here that edifies that I know right now. I'm not saying that there, there, there's not any people here. It's just that, um, you know, everyone has a life and, and they're busy as well. But I I know when God has touched them to to help be a confident for me. And I will know that. Right. And they'll know that, too. And I just don't have that right now. And I think God is doing that on purpose. Right. There's still things that uh, God wants me to learn. And I can't learn those things when I have voices that are opposite of his will uh, in my ear. Not that those voices are bad. It's just that he doesn't want anything to drown out what he's trying to teach me and right now in this raven moments he's having me to go back to see his hand in in my life when i say that it never runs short his mercy never runs short i can honestly say for the past i wouldn't even go back 3 years since abigail was born and even before that i can see god's hand but since in our lives you know in an enormous way but since the cancer um element i can be honest there hasn't been a week where i have not noticed the hand of god being there not a week i mean i can just go back i'm gonna just go back um you know, to last week, or I don't even have to go back to last week. Let's just go to this week. Um, this previous week, my wife got a, an email, not a call. She got an email from the, uh, oncologist that's treating her in OKC, the, uh, cancer oncologist, neuro, and she's a neuro oncologist. And, uh, she resigned basically i mean she's moving on and she wrote all her patients and said that you know that she's sorry but she's she's not going to be available anymore her last day is going to be march 14th and um my wife was hurt she was this was one of these times where i I saw her emotions. I felt her emotions. I felt her hurt. And I can just see her concern. You know, it's like we've developed a relationship with this doctor. I mean, she's a neuro oncologist and there's only three neuro oncologists in this state of Oklahoma. And wherever she's going, that leaves two. (laughs) So... um. As she was crying and was like, I I don't want to, what am I going to do? I'm still not well. I'm not healed. I'm not well yet. I need her. I have a relationship with her. I trust her. You know, all these things. And she's like, I just don't want to fall through the cracks. I couldn't say anything. I mean, before I was used to be like, man, don't worry about it. Excuse me. I'd be like, man, I'd be like, man, don't worry about it. Um, It'll be all right. But in this new phase of my life, I couldn't say that. And I didn't. I was just like, I understand your concerns. And I don't want you falling through the cracks either. But I did say this, our Lord and Savior, our God, he knew this was gonna happen. And I I firmly believe he's gonna find something for us to do. He's gonna have us he has something planned out. And she's like, I know, it's just right now I can't think about it. I'm just I'm what are we gonna do? And I was like, Well, only thing we can do is call in the morning and uh just make some phone calls see what we can do find out where oncologists are what you know what our options are and then we'll start from there i was like but we do that part we just go and trust that god has got this under control so that next morning we wake up you know go about her day, and I was like, okay, on my way to work, I was like, you're going to start making phone calls? She was like, yeah, I'll start calling about, you know, after 9 or whatever, and um, so I get to work, and then she calls me probably about an hour later, and she says, "Uh, I got a call, and she says that Dr. Partiz, the the oncologist that we were going to select, before we selected her, he's going to take uh, take on her patients. I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "He was our first choice." We couldn't get in on our first choice because he was full at that time, uh, right after surgery. So we chose Doctor Hochova, and Doctor Hochova was excellent. She was she was just great, really. I mean, um, but. Now we're back to our original choice, right? So God put us back in line that was supposed to be our first choice. He's returned us back to him. And that's only God, right? He gets the glory for that. I mean, but there's not going to be no glitch in that. You know, he's still going to remain at, uh, we're still remaining at the uh, OU, Uh, Stevenson Cancer Center Which is kind of what we wanted Because that's probably one of the You know Steven Cancer Center is probably like the MD Anderson In in Houston You know I know people say Well you ought to go to MD Anderson We've heard of that but we go where God Tells us to go And God sent us here And we've had the best care uh, We can imagine Right so Um We love our team and and we're going to continue to do that. But that was a raven moment. That was a moment where God supplied what we needed by just depending on him and then being obedient to do the things that we were supposed to do. We didn't go through this this, uh, unbelievable prayer and, you know, having everyone open up the prayer lines and all that is great. And that's what we're supposed to do. But in the beginning, what God wants us to do is to lean on him. That's the relationship we have with God right now in our, in this household is we depend on him first and then we obedient second. Right? Because He wants our obedience just to follow simple instructions and not do anything crazy. You know, we could have just went out the way and did some other things. But now the first thing to do is, hey, call the people who sent the letter and then ask, what are our options? And then we can start making solid decisions after that. But before we even, you know, started doing that. God had already saw our faithfulness towards him and then he saw our obedience in instruction. And and that's how it goes. Right? And you know, you go back a a week before that and it's like I had a coworker to bring me a sandwich. Right? He he goes out to lunch I was unavailable, and uh, he goes out to lunch, and then he comes back, and then uh, he was supposed to go to lunch with a, another coworker that same day, and uh, since he didn't make it to their luncheon, that coworker had brought him a hamburger and some fries back, right in a drink, and handed it to him, and and my and my coworker David said well, you know, I already ate. He was like, but I know who hasn't. And he he comes down to my office with this sack, and I see him walking my way towards my office, and he's like, hey, Glenn, you didn't eat, did you? I was like, "Nah." He was like, I know you didn't. He was like, here, here's this sandwich. I got a sandwich and, and a drink for you. It's fresh, it's hot. I already ate, but you were my first thought. To bring this sandwich to because I know you don't leave for lunch. And at that moment, I'm thinking to myself, wow, God, this. Thank you. That's a raven moment. That's God supplying me something that I need to eat. But I didn't because I'm trying to do work because I feel bad for, you know, I'm coming in a little later because I'm dropping the baby off. So I'm trying not to, to to steal from the company. So you know I work. Plus I don't have an appetite. But you know, there's things that God wants you to do, and that was one. That was a raven moment. Sometimes I'll have uh, people text me throughout the week. You know, I have a a brother that I I look up to in 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 Michigan, and he he sends me a text. You know about the podcast and just about life, just tell me that he loves me, you know, sending me a word of encouragement. you know I have a brother in Fort Worth who does the same thing. he did the same thing week before that. Those are raven moments those are moments when you know that God's hand is in your life, and what I want you, the listener to to do is Look back in the course of a week or two weeks, three weeks. Look for God's hand. Look for that raven that's dropping, you know, something that you need while you're in your wilderness. Because I know we all have a wilderness that we're in. It doesn't matter who you are. If you are a human and you're on the face of this earth and you're listening to this podcast, you're going through something. Just like I'm going through something. You know, the severity of it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. It It is because we all the severity of our issues are all big. What we're going through when it's bigger than us it's big. When it's something hard that that that's transforming you, then it makes it harder because a lot of times we try to hang on to the things that we want to the people that we are. When God says, I need you to change who you are to become more like my son, Jesus Christ. (laughs) That's what he wants. And that's a tough thing for me to to do as a human. You know, it's uh, the flesh wants what the flesh wants. And the spirit wants what the spirit wants. And right now, the flesh will talk at times for me, but the spirit silently wins. And, and that's how it should be. You know, and I think as time goes on, the depression, it uh, uh, up and it's eased up. You know, um, although I'm still going through things, um, it'll ease up. I know it will, and it'll ease up for you, but just take that lesson out of first Kings 17 and that's verses one through seven, you know, just kind of read that verse about how God did that, you know, so Elijah prayed. The thing that he prayed for, it happened. And then God took care of him. That's what we need to do. That's the lesson for this week. And don't take glory for something that God has done for you. That's important. Because if you want... That mercy that never runs short. That never runs out. Soon as you take the credit for something. It's going to run out. Because he's not going to show back up when you need him. It's not because he don't want to. It's because he's got to teach you. Right. So. That's my lesson for you. For this week. But. I'm hoping that there is a non-believer that's not that's listening right now. And if you are. I just want to reach out to you and give you a chance to accept our Lord and Savior. As Lord. And if you have ears to hear the call of God at this moment and he has asked you to be willing to submit to him. And become a part of the kingdom. Repeat this confession after me. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and I believe in thy heart that God had raised him from the dead and thou shalt be saved. And if you said this with a deep personal conviction, without reservation that Jesus is sovereign over me and everything I have in my life, this phrase includes repenting from sin, trusting in Jesus for salvation and submitting to him as Lord. This is the volitional element of faith. and this concludes our episode this week and i pray and petition to the king that each one of you have a glorious week and that you uh you look for your raven find your raven and give god glory after he has supplied his mercy and his grace because it never runs short family And never run short. May our Lord Jesus Christ. Be with you all. And I'll see you next week. Blessings.